Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To you and uh, welcome. It's the Lori and Julia show on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. It's a Tuesday. We're going to be very productive. I don't know if you two will be happy to hear this or not happy to hear this, but that that snow that we thought might amount to something a lot Wednesday night into Thursday has now petered out into really not much of anything at all. Yay! Yeah, it's I'm extremely disappointed. I'm extremely happy about <laughs> Me too. that. I'm just happy because I have bowling tomorrow night, Julia. I know. Let it snow next week. Okay. Oh my gosh! Let's just let us be in a winter. We live no, in Minnesota. No, I, I, you know, but I've the, got cross country skis ready to go. The number one reason why we didn't want this to happen is this is a huge. This is a busy week. week. Yes, I, everyone's it, busy. We I got a kid coming yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, we are. We've got airplane. We've yeah. got all these flights. We've got right, and so it, it, no, I I couldn't be happier about this news, uh, Donnie. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, Julia. Bah humbug. Uh, you can. <laughs> there'll be plenty of time for snow. Okay. Really? Yes, there okay. will. Promise. All right, promise. And at the end of December, we'll have four more minutes of daylight than we did at the beginning Woo! of December. <laughs> I know. Okay, did who got their ping tickets for the Armory? Anybody? Anybody uh, pitch no. in 225? No. Someone Neither call us if eight, you got them. Someone call us if you're one of the lucky to get one of the 8,000 tickets to the Armory to see Pink during Super Bowl weekend. Because it's only 8,000 people. I know. It I really tried. Will, it w- thank you for trying for us. I tried. I didn't have the promo code, even though it said you are. I've logged in. You know, I got right. my Ticketmaster account. It, general tickets went on sale today, but I still was missing some key code, promo code. I kept putting in pink. Then I put in Alicia. And then I put in more, her last name, her real last name, her real first You're name. So funny. Uh, then I, then I, I put her daughter's name, then Willow. I in, then I put in pink nomadic, and then I gave up. Yep. That so. was enough. I'm impressed you tried that long. Well, mm-hmm. I was waiting uh, for an appointment. Yeah, so, so I had, had something some time. to do. Yep, mm-hmm. I had some time. So anyway, Donnie's talking to somebody. Maybe, maybe they maybe got they, him. they got him. We also want to give a shout out to our retired U.S. mail carrier, Paul Turpia, who came by yesterday. With he always gives us like amazing gifts. Just fun, funny gifts. Fun. And we have literally a box of full-size candy bears. Yeah, so nice and some very funny little um, Trumpy things that Mm -hmm. um, were just gave us a good giggle and also um, a lovely card, but he did not give us his dirty vegetable genitalia this year. I don't know if he didn't grow anything. Or it was a bad year for vegetables. Bad year for the crops. He's retired now. Maybe right. he's just traveling and canoeing and biking. Maybe. And not having time to no. grow a garden. 
All right, we've got uh, Nancy on the line. She has she got pink tickets. Nancy, Nancy what, what what the hell was the promo code? Well, you know what? My husband got it, and so he texted it to me, and it was just a bunch of letters. Oh. So, like, random letters. So I think everybody got different letters. Ah. And yeah, so I'm way excited, but they were way, way expensive. How much? But I'm, 225 they were, they were 225 plus fees, so yeah. the whole thing was, like, 540 But I'm taking my daughter. I've always wanted to see her. She's it's amazing. It's going to be a small crowd. Yep. I'm so excited. You're going to cool. die because yeah. she is that good. In per- and Kelly Clarkson, those two are so amazing the, they, in concert. I, I know. I, I wish they were headlining the Super Bowl, but then no one really would have been able to have seen them except right. for the Richie Riches. Right. So, yeah, but we saw Pink. Um, we've we seen her a couple her. times and then we saw her at this radio festival and in Vegas. She's, yeah, you're It's incredible. She's worth every penny. Well, I'm just thinking, too, it's worth the money because the venue is so much smaller. Yes. I'll get to see her up close. It'll be like, I don't get to go to the Super Bowl, but I get to do this, so it's a great memory. It's yeah. a great experience. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Oh, Thanks, wow. Bye-bye. I'm so excited it's for her. It sold out. Of course it did. Yeah, because the, uh, uh, the floor has 4,000 room for people to stand mm-hmm. and then the two levels of balconies on Unbelievable. both sides uh seats. So it's gonna be 000. so fun. Yeah. So anyway. I'm suffering. I would I couldn't get online to pink or anything because I'm in the middle I was in the midst of a sugar hangover. Oh, <gasps> Those darn cookies oh. they have to leave my house. Well what? they're almost gone. Oh are they? Oh my I haven't even had it. Well any. of course not because you have discipline and <laughs> uh you don't like sugar like I do. Ah I got the salt tooth. You got the you, sugar I got tooth. the sugar tooth oh Oh, no, last night it was all the frosted cookies. Oh, those were so Casey. I mean, he goes, give all these to Donnie. I'm shocked. Well, that's only because he got his date cookies from his former mother. I love those oh, Christmas date pillow. cookies. Oh, yeah. Those are Can you sneak one of those out. For I, I do like those. Do I do like, like date, date cookies. cookies. Absolutely. And oh, my gosh. They're like she's like, I don't know what the recipe is, but they look like a painstaking amount of work mm. because it's pillow dough. With the date yeah, stuff it's inside, so, oh, so it almost good. looks like a ravioli, a, yeah, mm. but bigger. Mm-hmm. So oh. when those landed on the front porch today, Casey goes, "Give Donnie some sugar cookies. Don't let him have any spritz. He can have one Dunkin' biscotti, <laughs> and he can have three of Julia's <laughs> my crack oh cookies. Your crack cookies." Oh, um, and I said, "I'm shocked you're giving him this much." <laughs> I'm too. having such a sugar hangover. It's been going on since last. Thursday. I'm done. I have to be done. It, 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 you feel lethargic and puffy. I mean, it's really, I'm done. I mean, really. It is bad. Oh, well. Some years I go without it. This year I've just gone all in. I like yeah. dove into the 12 foot deep end of sugar. Oh, dear. I've got to get out. I woke up. Uh, and at- then the withdrawals. I'm going to have the shakes tomorrow. Oh, dear. So, well, we- I woke up at 1.30 in the morning. You could have called me. I was eating sugar uh, okay. cookies. Okay, I, I should have <laughs> called you. In the middle of a terrible dream about uh, somehow I was at the Atlanta airport with, in the dark? In the oh dark with your dad, and we were going <gasps> somewhere. And Did he have his oxygen tank? Well, I'm like, Casey, how are we getting up the escalators? Right. I watched too much of that Atlanta story, obviously. Last Yesterday. Week. Well, it was really something. 11 hours, and then this morning on the morning shows, they showed, well, of course, the big story was the Amtrak derailment in, that train was on the going, I-5. Was going, a, 80, 80. But it was only hour. supposed to be going 30 miles an hour. Mm. I don't understand. It... it 
they showed that, and it's amazing that only three people died because, like, two of the trains came and landed on I-5. Which is like our 494 and 94, right in the middle of a traffic on a freeway. Yeah, it was just south of Tacoma, like around Point Defiance, Gig Harbor, if you're familiar with that area. and. And it's a busy part of the freeway. It's a very busy part of the freeway. And so I, um, I was what, seeing that, and then they showed the Atlanta airport, the, the mm-hmm. luggage. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine? Mm. You know, Chick-fil-A opened up on Sunday, and just and the mayor called them and said, please serve these people food. They were in there from 1230 in the afternoon till 330 at night. Yes. With no food, no lights, nothing. No, yeah. Nothing uh, working. Uh, Unbelievable. How and if you've ever been to the Atlanta airport, oh, the escalators are like are, three stories tall. They they really They're are. Steep. And they go like 360. Oh. There's a lot of them. And then there's trains to take mm. you to other terminals. Yeah. And Imagine being stuck in a train. Oh, oh underground. Oh, oh. No. oh, all of it sounds so awful. It really. So I don't know why I was dreaming about that, but I was very happy to wake up, pee, go back to bed and fall asleep. So I bet you were. I really was. <laughs> I, I didn't you know were. you were awake and I could have called you. You could have called me. All right. Listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Previous. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday. It feels pineapple-y expressy today. It really does. I'm so... A lot of I, people were out and about getting some errands Oh, done. yeah. I'm like, thinking I'm going to have to finally wear a jacket. Yeah. I've been living in a vest for a month. So nice. It is. I will say that is a nice thing. Yeah, it is. It is a nice thing. Are you feeling holiday-ish? I am. Yeah, I've been feeling holiday-ish since I decorated uh, somewhat in my house last week. Mm-hmm. I decorated a shelf. Oh, there you go. <laughs> A shelf? Put the elf on the shelf. Oh, yeah. okay. I just, you know, mm, sometimes you can you give just, yourself permission to like not I'm put up a, a break. tree and, or just no, take a, okay. a year off yeah. from all of the, right. you know, hoo-ha. And you're not having people really no, over No, I'm not having people house, over. So. My kids are at their dad's. So yeah, there you go. Okay. So Aaron Sorkin was on with Seth Meyers last night and he did the script for Molly's Game and ended up directing it. And, of course, we had the poker princess herself, Molly Bloom, on for her book several years, years ago. ago. And we had no idea it was going to be a book. And she has... You mean a movie? A movie, I mean. But it's an, she has an amazing story. And we loved the book. Both of us read it. Yes, we did. It because it's about this high-stakes poker game and how she ended up running the biggest poker game in Hollywood and... Uh, New York. And many times it would be in the air yes, on a jet, on, on a private jet. jet. So let's listen to Aaron Sorkin where he's talking about the movie and, uh, and, and about Molly Bloom. Congrats on the film. Thanks very much. This is about Molly Bloom. This is a true life story. It's an absolutely true story. Molly Bloom in her 20s and 30s ran the world's most exclusive high stakes poker game. Movie stars, sports stars, politicians, hedge fund managers, they would win or lose millions of dollars in the course of a night, sometimes in the course of a hand. And it was all legal until she crossed a very thin line. And even then, nobody, she wasn't in, in trouble until she unknowingly invited four members of the Russian mafia to play in the game. Yeah. And that's when the FBI got interested. That is a, uh, that is a problem. Yeah. In general, they say the limit is three Russian mob guys at any... Yeah, and she invited four. <laughs> the fourth one's the killer. And um, also unknowingly, an FBI informant. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. <laughs> and the thing is, she was... Her, one of her, her expertise was vetting players. Yeah. Um, uh, was knowing exactly who was uh, uh, sitting at her table. So 
even though she was facing five years in jail, she was mostly really embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that something? And she wouldn't turn in names of people. And and what's interesting is she called her book Molly's Game. It's not very often that the book will, you know, be that same, like, on a the personal name of a story person. like right, this. Right, right. And it was, uh, you know, Molly's Game, the true story of the 26-year-old woman behind the most exclusive high-stakes underground poker game in the world. And it was a very good book, mostly because it was so dishy and she had such an interesting life background yes. in life. And she was so young. It's sitting at 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. It very opens good. Christmas Day. I 97% cannot wait to see it. of the audience wants to see it. Jessica Chastain plays Molly, Blo- Molly Bloom and Idris Elba is also in the movie, I believe he's the Pass- FBI yeah, guy. Yeah, the FBI guy. Yeah. All right, let's play the next cut about this. is The first time he, Aaron Sorkin has directed, and of course, he famously penned West Wing and wrote The Newsroom, and but he's never directed before. This movie has classic uh, Aaron Sorkin dialogue, which I'm a great fan of, but this is the first time you directed, uh, and you ended up directing a script written by Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Uh, did, what, did you realize now the difficulty that directors maybe have had over the years directing uh, I, your scripts? I don't understand. <laughs> Don't understand why at least three of them haven't punched me in the face. <laughs> um, uh, I called uh, on the second day of shooting, I called David Fincher, who directed uh, The Social Network. And I said, uh, David, where do you have the actors breathe when, uh, uh, when they're doing my stuff? And this is the sound he made. <laughs> <laughs> you actually had a... Uh, an uh, Oscar-winning director on your film, which is Kevin Costner. Yes. Um, uh, Kevin was incredibly supportive, incredibly encouraging. He would remind me from time to time that when he directed his first film, Dances with Wolves, uh-huh. he had to worry about which direction 5,000 Buffalo were going to run <laughs> when he called action. Yeah. And were they going to come back? <laughs> yeah. He, you know, that's kind of interesting. And he kept, did he tell the story about how Kevin said, you know, take credit for what you've done in your choices? Yes. Yeah. He's... So, yeah, Kevin Costner's in it, Michael Sarah, Chris O'Dowd. Um, oh, I love this cast. I think this is the movie. This one is, I think, would have something for everyone in a family. Yes. With, if you don't have young kids. Right. Because it's not too of any, too much of anything. It's not too... Beat yeah, him up, shoot him up. It's yeah. not too, you know, I really think this is the good movie. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, well, buy, here's why I'm Aaron, buy my tickets. Aaron Sorkin thinks this is a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. The thing is, and this is for real. It, after describing all the glamour and the decadence and the money and the poker uh, uh, and everything, the movie does have all that. But it's set against the backdrop of that. It's actually, and this isn't a joke. It's a Christmas movie. Um, uh, it is a very, Molly Bloom is a very inspirational, aspirational character, and ultimately it's a story about doing the right thing when the wrong thing is a lot easier, uh, more profitable, can keep you. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that i bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com hi everybody this is adriana trajani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen hannah mitch album Susie essman craig ferguson 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You out of jail. Basically, she refused to dish on the players uh, uh, who were playing in the game, which is what the Justice Department wanted her to do. It's just, that? it's and amazing. Kevin Costner is playing her dad. Okay. And even before the book came out, I mean, we, we had, had heard about reading this poker game in tabloids about how much money people were paying ben in. Ben Affleck, Toby McGuire. Toby McGuire losing money. I mean, Leonardo just, DiCaprio yes. was supposed to, was, it was, and was part of the posse yeah. of this. So. so we had been reading about it. I mean, this has been around for a long time. So I, I'm so excited to see this. Okay, let's play the last right. Aaron Sorkin, what he has to say to Seth Meyers about the movie Molly's Game. The other amazing thing about her story, which is uh, taken care of in the film, is that she was an Olympic skier. That's right. So, obviously, there are many poker scenes in the film. Directing that requires a level of skill, but I imagine the technical uh, expertise required to shoot a skiing scene is more intimidating as a first-time director. We were, yes, Molly Bloom came... Uh, she was ranked third in North America in women's moguls. That's the form of uh, uh, skiing, which is... Yes. It's just, it looks like a terrible way to die. Uh, she was ranked third in North America, came about 100 yards from making the U.S. Olympic ski team when... This isn't a spoiler. It happens in the first eight minutes. When she literally and metaphorically trips over a stick mm -hmm. uh, and literally and metaphorically flies way off course uh, in her life. Directing those scenes, we were on an actual World Cup uh, a slope, which is 52 degrees. It's slanted about like that. Now, I, I have to tell you, honestly, I have a problem on a flat surface that's, that's dry. Uh, I fall down for no reason at all. And I'm standing on this 52-degree ice wall trying to confidently give instructions to, to the crew, to the stunt skiers, to people who are used to this kind of thing. And I would start out, all right, on action, we're going to... And I would just fall down and somebody would lift me up. Okay, sorry, guys, on action, we're going to... Damn it! Um, and it would take me 10 minutes to get a direction out because I just couldn't stand up. And finally, just two guys on the crew just held me up under each arm while I directed the movie. It was humiliating. I think that's so, so funny. I love that we're going to see that. But at 52 degrees, I mean, that's, that's like... That's very like, steep. <laughs> I know, but that's really nice. And Jessica Chastain has said everybody of a certain age wanted this part to play Molly. Because she's 40 and she's playing a 26-year-old. Right. And she just said two minutes into the meeting with Aaron Sorkin, she said, you have to cast me. You just have to believe me. He wanted her. Yeah. But he and he made a comment this morning on a different show. I think it was CBS Morning. He said, you know what? There's two things that she has that you can't make up. Funny and one more. Damn it. Think What's it. the other one? Think of it. Right, I'm going to find it right here. <laughs> Funny, Funny and damn it. Funny and damn it. Hard to fake. Everything. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. A little Halsey playing there. I like her. I like that song. I like that song she does with G-Eazy, too. Yes. That is really good one. That is a good one. Okay, so, Julia. Yes, uh, Well, we're, we're, we're supposed to have a guest, but we don't know where he is. Jeff Rossin of NBC. Yes. He's got a book out, Rossin to the Rescue. I love his report. I do, too. He's on um, NBC. NBC every morning. Well, just about every morning, and he is pretty good. Can I tell you one? So this book, you know, his new book, um, because who knows if we'll find him. Yeah. Um,
but it's the secrets to avoiding scams, everyday dangers, and major catastrophes. Mm-hmm. And it's broken into these categories. And the one um, that, you know... It's like Cliff Notes. It's it's my favorite. But the one that he said that there were two that I thought, you know, were that intrigued, piqued my interest. And one of them was if you happen to be caught in an avalanche. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, I like to go. I like to go straight disaster because he has these. It's all fun and games until this happens or this happens or this happens, and he has strategies. So he went to Park City, Utah, and um, trained with this woman who um, helps people who do a lot of backcountry skiing, telling them because avalanches sometimes happen when you ski backcountry and the dynamite hasn't been set off to make sure that it's stabilized and everything. Exactly why I don't ski backcountry. There you go. But Mm -hmm. so this is what he said. And I just thought if this, this might save someone's life. Um, When you're stuck and you feel like you're going down and you're going to be part of an avalanche, the number one thing to do is start just putting your arms in the air and punching up, just punching up. And if the avalanche is turning to the left, Go to the left and follow it, and you just keep punching your arms up and your ski poles up. Dump your ski poles and just keep punching your arms up and jiggling your upper body and wiggling your upper body. And so, when you fall, when you finally get settled, you only have like five seconds because even though the snow feels fluffy and soft, it just gets so hard packed on you. But if you just keep punching and punching and punching up, up, you might have the opportunity to have an air hole. So that was something as I'm sitting over here doing. I'm still going to note to self. I'm doing doing this in front of Lori. And then the other one that I thought was Minnesota like is if you fall through thin ice. Oh, what do you do? The number one thing you do if you fall through thin ice, and we hear about this with people on snowmobiles or people walking on ice, is to put your hand over your mouth and nose the moment you hit the water. It's critical. It's life and death. Because if you take a breath of cold water, you're going to shut down your airway and you're going to stop breathing. Cardiac arrest, breathing, cardiac arrest will follow immediately. Wow. So those are two good survival. Is that a good one? Ross into the rescue. I know. And he has things. What are your rights if you're pulled over by a policeman? Household stuff. Household stuff. Traveling. Yeah. What was Um, the, the luggage thing, Julia, you were talking about? Oh. Okay, so here's something, because I think a lot of people have been, I this piqued our interest about a year ago, these new smart um, luggage pieces, and um, that you can charge your iPhone on, you can charge, do everything on. There are smart stu- suitcases and bags, and they contain lithium batteries, batteries mm-hmm. which are in those, them. which are in those hovercrafts, you know, things that people have had the hard time with. Yeah. So starting January 15th, Passengers traveling with American Airlines won't be able to check their smart luggage. Delta Airlines and Alaska Airlines announced similar smart luggage restrictions that begin on the same date. Mm-hmm. And again, those batteries, and I saw this on some news show this well, morning. There's some reports yeah. showing the lithium batteries, how they still combust. They still combust. And so if you bought one for someone, you might want to save the receipt and go return it quickly because they're not going to be able to use them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just a... A big heads up on those mm-hmm. smart luggage bags. So they will not check those no. bags. Okay. Well, you won't be able to you won't travel, be able to with, travel them. with them. Right. Yeah. It's it's like those things a couple of years ago, those that double the, skateboard thing. Yeah, the hovers. The hovers. Ho- hoverboards. Or what, or what are they called? Yeah, hoverboards. Yeah, my kids have it. And also like the Galaxy Eight, mm-hmm. you know, that was blowing up, you know, kind yeah, of fizzling that, yeah. and everything. So mm-hmm. anyway. All right. Lithium metal. 
or lithium batteries. Be careful. All right. So return your Christmas gifts. Yeah, that was something so. that you bought. Anyway, I'm kind of excited. This book, you know, has some good tips in it. And yeah. do we have extra books to give away, Donnie? I don't. I'm sorry. No. This guy. No. What the hell, Jeff? Jeff. How maybe can he, I tell you? I got a confirmation, he, and he didn't. You call. told me yesterday, though, that you were not. I was team. a little concerned. This is a, a publicist we've never dealt with before. He's always emailing us, and I was a little skeptical. But he he kept saying, "No problem." Yeah, he, he, today he emailed. We're good to go. Well, this book is kind <laughs> of a good book, though. It's got I, I a lot so. of little, and it's short, quick reads. So if you know, if you put your hands and nose over your mouth, that might save someone. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. We are going to give, um, you know, Shannon. We're going to go over this little list. Your friend Shannon. Oh, my friend Shannon, who listens to our show every day from Seattle. Mm-hmm. She sent me this. She sent uh, <laughs> a, like 10 Juliisms oh, and one Lorieism mm. and one famous Lori quote. Oh, okay. great. She's With kept track date? of these yeah. going back to 2012. Super. Okay. Let's hear it. So, um, grippling is a word she came up with on December, in December of 2012. And it's griping and crippling. Grippling. <laughs> I like, I like that combo word grippling. I made up. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, December 31st of 2012, she came up with Decemberary, which is December <laughs> and February. <laughs> Very December-y out. What? Huh? <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. A half a yodel is a waddle. <laughs> <laughs> that's in uh, March of 14. Okay. Uh, also, she really liked the word laned, which is when you get laid and you're leaning. Laned. <laughs> you're you're laying. You've you're been leaning laned. and getting laid at yep. the same time. You're laned. Okay. <laughs> okay. You was in a sentence. Yeah. Um, Perself. <laughs> What's Persep. that one? Which is percent and help. Herself. <laughs> that was a July word. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, now, uh, you guys will never guess what this was, but this was created uh, in the Friday hour one, March 4th, 2016, a dimble banger, <laughs> which is somebody who likes panties. What? That doesn't make any sense. No. I know, but maybe we were talking about like a panty thief right. or somebody. Okay. A dimble banger. A dimble banger. <laughs> that one does not. That's a good word, though. Uh-huh. This happened in April, just, uh, uh, no, in 2016, manufested, which you were trying to say manufactured and mangled it in with manifested. So manufested. Well, you know. I don't know happens. how you'd use that oh, in a sentence. When you're manufacturing an and infested building. Manifested. Yeah, manifested. manifested. So there's such different words. I don't yes, even know are. what you're trying to say. Neither do I. Analation, which is not what you'd think anything to do with the anus. It's annihilate and alienation. <laughs> I like that. Alienation. That was July of 16, and I'm wondering if That's that was clever. some parental alienation. Somebody was annihilating their spouse, so and I came up with an annihilation. That's a good word. Sure. Yeah. Now, this we might have been talking about a bachelor because... Or maybe we were just talking about somebody being in Venice. You were, I should say, because you combined Venice and Vanessa for Venetia. <laughs> and why would she have been By combining Venetia. Vanessa and Venice? Somebody at the Venice Film Festival, Film Festival maybe? Oh, maybe. Okay. Somebody by mm-hmm. the name of v- Vanessa mm-hmm. attending. Oh, yeah. 
Vanessa Redgrave. Yeah. At the Venice Film Festival. Sure. Now, here's a word I came up with Mm -hmm. in September of 2016. I said scrubble. I mixed up scruff and stubble. I like that word. Scrubble. He's got a lot of scrubble on his face. That actually works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, This you did in October uh, three years ago where you called it photo boothing, um, a selfie and a photo, a voting booth. <laughs> so it must have been somebody took a photo. Remember? I think Justin, it was Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. We remember yeah. it. Yeah. He took a photo of himself in the voting booth and you're mm. not supposed to do that. And you what called it word? photo, photoing booth. Love it. Yeah. So clever. Uh, openating is the opening and curating of some show and you called it openating. <laughs> It was in November, so it was probably something note. at the V&A Museum. But something was opening. Notes, yeah. Lori. Oh, my oh, God. I love it. I'm sure it had to do because always these new exhibits open at the Victoria and Albert in, in November. Maybe it was something yeah. at the Met, but we were talking about who curated it, who opened it, and you came up with opening. Uh, now, I really like this one. We were talking about... Um, uh, this was three years ago. Mariah Carey and Nicki Minaj, maybe something when they were on the American Idol. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you called them Namaya. Oh, Mariah and Nicki yeah. Namaya. Okay. You can go with that one. Namaya. This was said by me on July 27, 2017. I will never question your celebrity breakup memories again. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm trying to think of who that was over. Um, Tom and Katie. Nope. Nick, or Nicole Kidman and Tom. May have been. Angelina and Brad. May have been. May yeah. have been Tom and Kate and Nick. Nick. Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. It might have been. Uh, now, this is just, you still use this word on a regular frustrated? basis. Frustrated. Oh, which is flustered and frustrated. Yeah, you say yeah. it on a regular yeah. basis. I really do. On learning our ex ads. I do, which is not good probably for their ads. Don't forget supposedly. Supposedly is a good one. Yeah, Yeah. supposedly in. And the last one, immorandum, which is when you're talking about (laughs) immemorial and a morandum. Immorandum. That's my favorite. (laughs) She ends it with, you're on a roll. You've got other stuff on your mind. So that's very funny. Thank you, Shannon. All right, listen. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. When we come back, British royal family rules. Meghan Markle will have to follow if she marries Prince Harry. If we know she will. Ah, that's Darlene Love singing with the Roots and Anna Kendrick and Jimmy Fallon. Donnie posted it. With the kids. I wonder how good the show was this past Friday night at the Ordway. I'm sure it was good. She's amazing. I I love her. uh, You know, did you see Twenty Feet of Twenty Feet from Stardom? Because she's one of the backup singers. Love that story. Yeah. That you hear. So anyway, that's posted. If you didn't get a chance to see Fallon last night and you want to see that, I just love when they do that. Well, it's it's, since Letterman's gone, it's nice another show invited her in because that was tradition on Letterman. Yes. And the ladies at The View had her perform and they Mm -hmm. got to sing backup last week for their last show for the break. Because they're on break. Yep, they are on break. Um, Okay, so the British royal family rules Meghan Markle will have to... follow when she marries prince harry okay so i already think they broke the first one after they get married they they say according to kensington palace that they cannot show any pda including hand holding so we will have to keep our eye open for that for some reason i don't think they're going to follow that one well as we know from watching the crown they've got rules for the people who are in the firm. Uh, you're right, but I'm wondering if because he's so far removed from getting the title of, you know, the king, that maybe they're going to soften these rules for them. 
We'll see. We're All right. Keep, that's, so that's our number one thing. We so have to. We're going to keep this checklist. Yes, because right. we saw them holding hands at the engagement. Yes, they we were, did. Like he was, you know, they were just all over each right. other. Arm okay. and arm, hands. They, this is all we've seen. You would like this rule. You'd never be allowed to, <laughs> allowed to play Monopoly again, since that gives you so much stress. <laughs> Prince, Prince Andrew, Duke of York, has banned Monopoly because members of the royal family get too competitive. And so this is an informal rule. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Well, but there's no Monopoly plane going on at Sandringham over the holiday. the holiday. That's ridiculous. I know. That's just ridiculous. Okay. so Almost maybe made up. Well, no, but that no, is a it true. It is a true. I mean, it's an unofficial. Right. It's a Prince Andrew rule. They had to find a new game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, many style rules that the royal family must follow. Remember mm-hmm. how long it took uh, Kate to put in weights in her dresses? Yes. And she kept getting off planes. And, and having yeah. the wind sweep up her... Yes. Showing her lovely legs. Yes, she but, does have a lovely leg. So uh, you can't, she can't travel without an all black outfit. Every single time she travels, she must have that. And that is to ensure that the royals are properly dressed should a sudden death occur while they're away from, ho- away from home. And we see that in the crown. Oh, I'm oh, not the, there the yet. I'm not there yet. Oh. No, but even in the first season of The Crown, the black dress? when her father dies, yeah. Yeah. she someone has to bring her a black right. dress to the plane. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. We saw right. that. You're and right. I bet that's when they implemented this plan. Okay. Because someone had to go out to and get, the, get the, the outfit, outfit and then meet the plane. She couldn't okay. get off the plane. Unless so she there's had, a packing checklist. Just in case have one all black outfit yeah. in case whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she will have to give all of her gifts to the queen. No, That's here's just what? like what we have to do here. Yeah, here's <laughs> Johnny gets everything. Yeah. That's right. Well, members of the royal family are ex- expected to accept all gifts with grace. Those gifts don't belong to them. When Meghan marries Prince Harry... She will have to give gifts to the queen who will decide what to do with it. Well, uh-huh. I suppose that I might think be other when they countries. Visit, that's exactly what I was going to say. When you visit other countries and the, you know, prince of here gives here's you some sheep. Yeah. Here's some new racehorses. <laughs> <Yes>. Some sheep. <laughs> yeah. Pass them on These to the queen. These are our finest sheep. Uh, finest, yes. Finest sheep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pack of wool. Yeah. Once Meghan is married to Harry, as far as crown jewels go, in case mm-hmm. you're wondering, she will be allowed to wear a tiara. Only married women in the royal family can wear tiaras. I did not know that. And when wearing a tiara, they must sit in the middle of the head at a 45-degree angle. Well, that's a smart angle because it can stay on at that angle. And if she's at an indoor event and the, struck, the clock strikes... I almost said a new word, struck. I know. Striking, Striking clock. clock. The struck. I like it. Yeah. yeah to the list. The struck. Um, when the clock strikes 6 p.m., ding, she will have to change from her hat or fascinator to a tiara. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. oh seriously? Mm-hmm. Seriously. 
Oh my gosh. Only at an indoor event. Okay. Okay. This is why she will have some people. Oh. She will have at least one lady in waiting, waiting. if not two. Mm-hmm. She can't eat after the queen has finished the meal. And we've seen this in other movies. Um, we saw it in Victoria and Abdul. You yes. see this. Yes. She finishes. And everybody and, and has And one to of the stop. guests says, well, I'm not finished yet. <laughs> Once the queen has it's finished any, eating. You, everyone else puts her silverware yes. down. Stop eating. So thus, no one in the royal family is a slow eater. I'm saying. <laughs> wow. Because they serve her first. And right. if you're at one of these long tables. Right. She and must, they don't have a lot of people. Right. Yeah. She will no longer be allowed to assign autographs or take selfies. And we know that the British royal family cannot take selfies. We've seen Prince Harry do a couple selfies with people, though, when he goes and visits other countries. I've seen it. Well, have maybe you? after the marriage, maybe? No, somewhere? I have seen it. Like when they're standing in the crowd and people want to take a selfie with them. Really? I feel like that has been, that's happened. Yeah. You're right. It has happened. I know it has. Well, it In third says, world countries, I've seen them do but it. But on official okay, business. Fine. They cannot, that's fine. They cannot do that. Okay. They're not supposed to. I feel like he breaks a lot of the rules is all maybe I'm going to say. Maybe he does. Okay. No more politics. She cannot weigh in on anything. It, nothing specific in British law saying the royal family uh, can't vote. It's considered unconstitutional for them, and they are not to express opinions. Mm-hmm. And we see that in the crown. Yeah, you're to be season, neutral. So, yeah, to be neutral. Mm-hmm. No more shellfish. Well, this is something it that's is. kind of that they've had around for a long time. Because it is the most likely suspect of food poisoning yeah, that's out okay. there. Did you guys know that? But this is like these Ooh. are like such old rules like thinking of them getting poisoned and all the different ways people could kill the royalty and stuff i mean these are like archaic rules yeah well no cleavage and princess diana would wear dresses with cleavage but whenever she would get out of the car she would hold her clutch in front of her chest so people couldn't see down her dress Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and her clutch would always match her dress color yes Mm -hmm. and um last but not least any daytime events that are formal Hats or fascinators are a must. Mm. I wish we did that. Oh, I'm not. I am so glad we don't. Are you well, I kidding think me? I love those hats and fascinators. Well, think if someone did your wardrobe for you, Lori, and all okay, you had to do is okay, clip it fine. on. We if wear baseball I was hats. Royal, yeah. If I was royal, but what do we do with all these hats and fascinators? Hang them up around the house as anyway. a wall art. So those are not too. <laughs> those are all. Okay. She'll get used to it, I guess. I think yeah. so. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything here. I would be excited to know I have to wear a tear after six. I would too. The only one that I think would be hard is not to holding hold hands. hands. That one would really be hard for me. Well, we will check on this. We will check on this in May. They can hold hands until May sixteenth. That's right. That would be awful. I think that I love holding. And hands. they can hold hands at their wedding. I hope so. How and, lucky! Yeah. Do they? I mean, they, when they walk out of the church for sure. the long, they can do it that day. Mm-hmm. They're allowed to show affection, affection, because they've just been they joined in nuzzle, royal matrimony. That, that's right. They can nuzzle. They can mm-hmm. hold hands. They can kiss. You know all of that. But so that is always why William and Kate are so so stiff. Mm-hmm. They have to be. These are the rules. I think she should update these rules. But rules are rules Maybe sometimes. Maybe Charles will change some of these things. But I think that when you have something like the crown, the firm, and it's been running along as it has been running along for hundreds of years, I think they're going to be not in a hurry, kind of no. stodgy. There you go. Yep. About changing this. Yep. 
Wow. Did you have you seen episode seven? The no, steamy, no, sexy no, no, no. no I'm episode? saving it. I'm only on three. I'm only on three. Oh, yeah, you're gonna want to. Nope, I'm not. Rewind. I'm <laughs> savoring it. All right, <laughs> I've got the Hallmark Channel right now, honey. Ugh. Okay, that's right. Mm-hmm. Hey, we'll be back.